Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome in to Faith, Family, and Football, powered by KSLSports.com. Trevor Allen here with you, and music provided by Bryce Phillips. We will be talking about him and a big decision that he made coming up here on today's show. We'll also talk about some honors that uh, came Clark Phillips' way over the last week and a event he's doing to give back to the community. He and a couple of teammates are teaming up to give back to the community. We will tell you guys all of those details coming up here on Faith, Family, and Football. But first, let's bring in the headliner of this show, Clark Phillips III, Pac-12 champion, Utah cornerback. How are you, CP? Man, that just sound good, Pac-12 champion. I can't tell you how good that feels to, to hear that, you know, ring. That, that that name ring bells. But, no, nah, I appreciate you, man, and I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling, feeling like a champ, if you would. But uh, it's always good to be back, man. It's good to see you. Do you know which finger you're going to put your championship ring on? Yeah, I think I'm going. What finger? I forget what finger that I actually sized it up. Uh, I think I'm going with. Are you going with with your right ring finger? I think I'm going with the right because ring. the I'm wedding to goes here and think. Because, because the wedding goes on left. on on left ring finger. Yep. So is it on the right ring yeah, finger? Yeah, it's definitely on the right. Now, now that I think of, come to think of, it's the right ring finger. Yep. Okay, so you guys end up winning another championship next year. Where's that that next finger? Man, it's just going to have to go somewhere in a trophy room. Hopefully by then we have a nice little setup. You're not going to do like the, the middle finger or like the pinky? Well, I've heard of some guys doing that. Makai Bernard, my roommate, man, he told me he's doing his middle finger. He's, he's doing like, his middle finger? Yeah, he told me that and he's planning on us winning some more. So I'm whenever like, he ends up fl- flipping somebody off, he'll have, he'll have a championship That's what I told him. I was, I was like, I was like <laughs> that's, that's a nice way to flip someone off, right? <laughs> Champ, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, nah, nah, that guy, he's doing his middle finger. A couple other guys, I was like, I just don't understand that. I'm like, how do you even show that to your mother? How do you show grandma? You can't unless <laughs> unless you have all of your like fingers out as you're hey, as you're grandma, showing your look, ring. Look at my look at my ring. You really you, you really cannot show, show that ring without you you know <laughs> when, whenever you're like around family you got to have all of your fingers out but just spread out to where yeah you know yeah. Because, because the ring's gonna be big yeah but no I that's yeah and you know that might end up being something where you guys would have to have. You know, especially if you're able to get two rings and and then go off to the NFL and things like that, I think uh, you would have to really consider whether you want to wear two rings because you're probably not going to wear two rings at once, right? Yeah, no, I probably wouldn't wear a ring, period. I mean, my uncle, he uh, played at Idaho State. Uh, He played at Portland Portland State, and he won some rings. And all of his rings sit, uh, you know, at my grandma's house in, like, the trophy, you know, area. Where she's got, I mean, from Pop Warner Awards to Pop Warner Trophies, high school trophies, and then college. And so all of that stuff is sitting there. So I, I could see my, my mother and my father. You know, we have the same setup. We have, you know, a little trophy area. where we. I was just going to ask, what, so, what about back, back at home for you? Yeah, so I think it'll probably either go there or go in my crib. You know, Lord willing, we make some money in the NFL, get a nice crib, and then we'll have just a trophy room where we just got all the trophies. And then those rings sitting somewhere nice. So, funny thing about that. So, I work with uh, Tom Hackett, former Utah punter, legend. You know, he won two Ray Guy Awards, which is given to the best punter in all of college football. Wow. He won it twice. Um, I asked him, I'm like, where do you have the Ray Guy Awards? He's like, they're both back at home in Australia. That's ridiculous. With his parents. Wow. I'm like, dude, you can't even have one of your trophies here? He's like, no, both of them are back, like, packed in a box somewhere. That's crazy. I'm like, Tom, you won the Ray Guy Award. You were the best college football punter for two years in a row. And your trophies are thousands of miles away. I just, to me, that that one baffles me. Yeah, me too, man. Say, say that you were to win, what is it, the is it the uh, Jim Thorpe Award? Yeah, yeah. So say you were to win that. 
you wouldn't be putting that back at home or whatever. You'd be you'd be putting that in, in your own house. Man, I'd have that. Yeah, I'd have that at my crib, man. Or maybe maybe with my maybe with my family because they've got a nice little uh, trophy area. I think they. My dad would probably. My dad, man, he uh, he probably talks about my accomplishments accomplishments more than anybody. Yeah, biggest fan, biggest critic. I love him because he's always he's never changed. And so I feel like he would probably want that Thorpe Award somewhere too. So speaking of awards, you 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 got recognized, and to me this this seems a little bit more special for you probably, because when the All Pac twelve awards came out, the uh, individual awards, so the uh, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, freshman, all that stuff, that was voted on by the media. Yeah. And by the way, I I do not get a vote. We only get four votes per market. I'm not one of those people. I'm working on it. But anyway, I digress. Um. But the all Pac-12 teams, so the first, second team, honorable mentions, all that, that's voted on by the, by the 12 coaches in the conference. You were named second team all Pac-12. When you heard that news, especially knowing that it was the coaches that, that voted for you, what was, what was your feelings behind that? Man, I, I felt good, man. I, uh, I, was, I was more than excited. Uh, I, had, I had a thought of, you know, some awards that I was, you know, working towards, you know, at the start of the season. I had some some super big lofty goals, you know. Um, I didn't reach them, but I definitely fell somewhere. They say, you know, shoot your goals high because you're gonna fall somewhere in the middle. And so um, I, th- I guess I could safely say that I, you know, that I still was I still was accomplished this season. Um, and uh, it's just always good to be recognized because you work so hard in the off season. You work so hard, you know, during the season. You know, you work your butt off and you make a lot of plays and a ton of plays. And some sometimes I see it all the time in college football. Guys don't really get noticed because whatever reason, maybe they're, they're not at the right you know place or maybe it's just a lot of guys making plays. And so, uh, you know, I just it, it really did feel good. And Coach Wood always says and Coach Scali always even says, you know, when you win, good things happen. When you lose nothing, no one's going to care. And so I feel like uh, really was a. Uh, uh, a, a contributing factor, the fact that we really won, we won, and that we won a, that we won big, that um, we had so many guys win receive rewards. Yeah, there were so many of you guys. I think there was up to fifteen guys who were named to the All Pac-12 team. Five of them were honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I think you guys had six first teamers and four second teamers, which is just insane. Which obviously led the whole conference. Yeah. Um, but also seeing Devin Lloyd being named Defensive Player of the Year. I think that some people may have come to that as a shock because and not really by those who are who are covering the conference or really keeping a close watch on the conference like you know me and you know some of the other media members but from other people outside of the conference they're thinking Kayvon Thibodeau because he's you know supposed to be a top 3 pick in, in the NFL draft. Yeah. Um but Devin Lloyd got it. Yeah. And I I felt like that was the right move because Devin had such a phenomenal season. Kayvon had had a great season. But I felt like Devin had a better season. So when you heard that Devin got named Player of the Year on defense, what was your thoughts? Well, honestly, when we got to like Game Five, Game Six, I was already thinking this dude is different. You know, um, coming to the Pac-12 Championship, when he got that pick six, I, I ran off to the sideline. That was the first thing I said. I said, "Man," I said, "Already MVP status." I said, "Congratulations, bro." I was like, "Man, that's a big, big play." I, I can't say things that I said, but I was like, I, I used yeah. some profanity, and I was like, "Like, man, that's a big." play like that you just made mm-hmm. and I just was like dude I'm so hyped for you bro I was like MVP he was like we got to finish this thing out strong brother and that's the last thing he said and shoot the rest is history you know but you know when I got the news I was like no brainer I would have definitely I would have voted him you know defensive player of the year I mean defensive player of the country that's probably what I would have said yeah funny thing I is, can't find anyone that's had a season like he's had he was a finalist for the for the Abuckus award <clears throat> didn't get that award it was some guy from Georgia who got it yeah. Which to me, again, I don't vote on on any of these awards. I'm working on it, but I I felt like Devin Lloyd. You're very hard pressed to find. I mean, there's there's probably one other linebacker in this country yeah. who is on Devin Lloyd's level, and that's the Bama linebacker Will Anderson. Yeah, he's a beast too. But Devin had such a phenomenal year. He did everything from tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, picks. Pick sixes. Pick sixes, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, all of that he stuff. He didn't leave anything to chance, and that's why I love that dude because in the offseason, I even told my dad, and that's why my dad wasn't even surprised because, I mean, we were we were pretty much almost everywhere almost together. Like, we did a lot of handwork together, a lot of the recovery stuff we did, you know, together. So, like, just seeing him do that, it just felt so good because when you know how hard someone works, 
um, it's like it's a no-brainer when they accomplish their goals and, you know, all of, you know, all in between, you're like, he deserves that. Like, and so I just, you know, I was super happy for him and I could feel him, you know, feel, you know, the joy that he was experiencing. I'm like, man, I just, I just uh, hope that we could uh, finish out strong because I know that that's, that's, that's why he came back. He really wanted to, you know, do something that's never been done. And this was the first step winning the championship, winning the Pac-12 championship. Now we got to finish it, you know, in the Rose Bowl. Kyle Whittingham was named coach of the year. <clears throat> that probably wasn't very shocking to anybody. Not at all. You know, just thoughts about that. Um, I just, the fact that, uh, everyone else noticed it, I think is, is the thing that, uh, makes it the best thing ever. Almost like how you were, you know, explaining how the, the coaches chose, you know, the all conference teams, like it makes it more special, you know, when it's not just you or a couple people that notice it, but when everyone's like, Hey, collectively, like, this is the guy, you know? So that's what made it special. And, you know, we all, everyone at Utah and everyone in Utah knows that he's the best coach. But um, I feel like this accomplishment just cemented it even more. Um, and then final one as far as the uh, individual awards, and then you also got some more accolades from another media outlet. Um, Junior Tafuna, freshman defensive player of the year. Isn't he still a walk-on? I don't believe so. I don't think so. He, he, I'm he, not sure. He ended up getting a scholarship? I think so. Okay. I think so I'm not because, sure. I don't know. Because there was a time he was a walk-on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually going to look that up just to make sure. But anyway, just as you're talking about that, Seeing Junior Tafuna coming in, especially after Vianney Mawala went out, yeah, he's the one who really came in and really took that whole next man up, really to heart. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, first of all, they so the D line they call themselves the Decock. Mm-hmm. Those guys are different. Those dudes are ballers, uh, and they're really the root of our success in the back end, from the Congo, the linebackers to the spotlight. You know, the corners and and the, and the DBs, the safety. Pro- like if, if when they go, we go. That's what I remember Coach Whittingham saying early on in the season. He was like, when our, when our trenches break down, every, so does everything else. And so uh, I'm just grateful for those guys, and I'm grateful for him. You know, even being a young player, that dude's made some tremendous plays and tremendous and big games. And it's really, you know, helped our, the success of the team and the defense. And you can see it. You know, you can see the confidence that he plays with. Uh, it, really, it really soars through the whole defense. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. It doesn't say anything about him being a walk-on, and normally it does. You, you would think I would know this, but sometimes it's hard to get to figure out who is a walk-on and who isn't without, like, coaches saying that and things like that. But yeah. anyway, either way, a great story of someone who I didn't, you know, no one really expected him to come up and shine the way that he did. Yeah. And for him to do that and also take home a, a conference postseason award was really impressive. Now, you also got named to the Associated Press Second team, all all pack twelve. Um, that one had a lot of people voting on it as well, just to get that that accolade. And that one's all media members. Um, to, so you you kind of got the best of both worlds. You got coaches voting for you, and you also got media voting for you. Yeah, man. So I didn't even know that that detail actually. It's crazy. You just, it's good having a co-host that knows what the heck he's doing, man. Because just I just in the media. I don't. I didn't. I didn't know that. And so now that definitely feels good. You know, now that you kind of explained that to me. Um, but uh, nah, it's just. You know, you like I said, you know, you work so hard uh, for, what, eight, nine months out of the year before season even starts, and then season just kind of flies by. And, you know, at the end of it, you're hoping, you're saying, dang, I hope someone will realize what I did. Hope so, you know, hope I did enough this year. Hope I really played my butt off like I thought I did. And so, you know, it definitely feels good to have people say, hey, no, you, you know, kind of pat you on the back. You did your thing. You know, you, you balled out. And so, no, nah, it definitely feels good. And, you know, we're not done. I told uh, Coach Shaw what my goals are. And, you know, just, uh, you know, some of our conversations afterwards, he was like, what the heck? You're not a first team, you're not a first team, me and Coach Shaw, <laughs> because we're competitive, you yeah. know. And, you know, we're, we train, and he's with me every day. He's like my dad, you know, on the football field. And so, like, he he's with me every day. He sees me make plays, and he stays on my butt, you know, and makes sure that I, that I stay on it. And so, you know, we're both – the competitive side of us was like, what, you know, initially, and then – Sat back, you know, breathed a little bit. You know what? This is a great accolade. Thank you. And so that was my, that was our thought process afterwards. You know, it's funny because I was talking to some other people and they were like, I don't know why Clark isn't, isn't on the first team. And so the only way to, to really say that, and I, I know you're not going to go in there and say, I definitely deserve to be first team. You're obviously saying Shaw says that other people in your inner circle say that as 
as they should. I mean, I believe you also should be, yeah. but I'm also your co-host. I'm maybe yeah. a little biased. But the way that you kind of prove that, hey, I, I ought to be first team is that you look at those first teamers ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So you look at, at DBs who ended up getting first team. Trent. Trent. Kyler Gordon. From, from, uh, from Washington. But he's all, isn't, is he a corner or, or is he a safety? Uh, yeah, Trent and Kyler Gordon, they're they're both the corners at okay. Washington. And then and then uh, Elijah Hicks and, and Verone McKinley are both, are both safeties. safeties. Okay. And so they only did two corners, two safeties each one. And so yeah. it made sense because uh, you know, when I when I looked at it, I, me and Shaw talked about it, me and my dad talked about it. It was like these guys are both going to the league next year. So you guys were already breaking it down. Yeah, we were breaking it down. <laughs> I was you know, I was like, you know what, that makes sense because initially I'm like, damn, like, you know, mm-hmm. why am I not up there? And these guys are both getting first round grades for next season, for next year. So I'm like Okay, I get it. I get it. You know, these guys both are uh, highly projected for next season. They're both out of here um, next year, so I'm like. Okay. And then uh, Caillou Blue Kelly. Yeah, he was is, with me. Is is the other corner who who ended up making second team with you? Yeah, he's a great corner. He's young too. I believe. From uh, Stanford. Yeah. Um, and <clears> then <throat> as far as the guys you ended up playing against on that first team, Drake London. Yeah. Who was also named the offensive player of the year. Yep. I feel like you had the best game against him. Even though he ended up putting up some great numbers, you ended up shutting him down in that second half. Well, yeah, and, and you know when I was on him, you know I pretty much was neutralizing my man. Yeah, but uh, he's a great player, and he was the toughest receiver I got to guard this year. He still made some plays, and you know as we knew, you know he probably would. You know before the game, we said, "Hey, he's going to make plays. He's one of the best receivers in the country." But we're going to make some plays too, and we did. And then uh, Kyle Phillips was the other wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Phillips is a, man. He's a great player. It's, it's got to be a Phillips thing, right? Yeah. I'm messing with you. Right? No. <laughs> Even though he only has one L in his name. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. So, to me, that isn't Phillips. Um, and then, did you ever go up against Calvin Jackson Jr. when you guys played Washington State? Uh, no, he played in the slot. Okay, um, so, I then, actually covered so then him Harris. Times, what, so then you ended up going against uh, Travell Harris, Travell Harris who, who was the other second-team wide receiver. Both those dudes were good, you know, both those guys. Um, now, as far as teammates who, who made it, just – okay, so – we're just going to hurry and break it down really quick. Cameron Rising, uh, first-team quarterback. Tavion Thomas, first-team running back. Nick Ford was uh, on, on the O-line on, the, on that first team. And then you have Mika Tafua, Devin Lloyd, who ended up making first-team defense. Britton Covey as a re- return specialist. Um, and then second-team uh, offense, you have Brant Keithy, Bamadel Olaseni, and Braden Daniels. All on offense, and then on defense, you—I think you were the only defensive player on the uh, second team, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then, and then, as far as honorable mentions, I know like Cole Bishop, um, Nephi Sewell, some of yeah. those other guys ended up getting honors. Just you know, talk about just seeing all that. Like this obviously shows Cam Rising was the best quarterback in the the, the uh, Pac-12. Tavion Thomas, top two running back, yeah, in the conference. Um, what kind of surprised me was that Travis Dye wasn't named to any of the teams. Yeah, you know, I like I said, I just feel like um, all of the uh, the all conference honors and all the honors that you kind of receive after season, I feel like uh, sometimes I can, I feel like some guys can get overlooked, and that's why I was just so grateful. You know, after my moment of like, dang, I feel like I should have been this. I feel like I should have been that, and then having to sit back and say, well, dang, that dude was making plays. I didn't see him on this list. Looking for certain names and not seeing them makes me, yeah, you know, kind of reminds you and kind of humbles you in a way like, dang, I need to be grateful because um, there's guys that made plays that are probably at their house crying right now like, dang, no one noticed. And so, um, you know, I'm just grateful. And, yeah, no, I think uh, Travis Dye is a great player as for, you know, all the other running backs. And I, I think, um, uh, yeah, we just, I mean, Tavion. That was, a, that was a great story, by the way. You and I talked about it last week where you went over and just kind of comforted him after you guys won the championship because he got really yeah. emotional after winning the championship for everything that, that he's actually gone through. He, not only last <clears throat> year playing Juco, yeah. but coming into this year, he's you know fumbling the ball and ends up getting benched for a good chunk. He'd even play, like, I, I think he only had like a snap in like two games. Yeah, man, that dude, he's got a, he's got a tremendous story, man. I can get emotional talking about it. He stayed with me for uh Three or four months, you know, and we we got closer um, as as he stayed with me, and so you know that dude he's he's got a crazy story. <clears throat> he's got a uh, one that he's gonna be, you know, telling in a couple of years when he's at the next level, 
and it's going to really inspire some kids and inspire some people because, um, you know, people in his situation, it's rare that they make it out, you know. And so he went through a lot, man. And, you know, so that's why when I saw him at the end of the end zone, you know, after everyone was kind of, you know, hugging their family and stuff, I was looking for my family. Saw him just, you know, head first, you know, on the, on the, uh, on the turf. And I saw his, you know, knees on the ground. And I just, I immediately just kind of came to, I was like, wow. I was like, and so I went over, man, and, you know, I might have dropped a tear with him. I was like, hey, brother. I was like, I'm here with you, man. And just kind of told him, I was like, man, love and appreciate you. Proud of you, bro. He was like, you know, basically was like, man, I just would have never thought I made it. You know, he was like, thought it was over last year, two years ago. Yeah. And I didn't think I'd get another opportunity. And, you know, look what he did with it. Um, final thing, and then we'll, we'll take a break. And I'm going to let you break the news. Somebody in your family has chosen where he wants to play his college football. Man, Bryce, when you listen to this, man, I'm so proud of you. I know we talked already. Told you I love you, man, and I'm just so proud of you because uh, your journey's been special. As for, you know, like, almost like Tavion, like, you went through a lot, you know, from COVID to certain things that made your situation really, really tough. Super proud of you, bro. Love you, man. I know you're going to do great things up there. But, yeah, I'm so proud of this guy. Bryce, he literally... That dude, he's he's a warrior, man, and I just can't wait to I can't wait to see him on Christmas before he goes off and uh, see what he does at the next level, man. Tennessee State, and and thoughts on that because I I know I know that this probably means a lot to you. What does it mean to have your your brother not only go through the whole path he did to get to where he is, you know, JUCO route and all that stuff, but to play for an HBCU? It's a lot. It means a lot to him, and it means a lot to our family, you know, because. It's always been a dream of his to go to HBCU. When we were little kids, man, we used to watch movies. Um, we watched Stump the Yard. We watched movies uh, in which, uh, you know, HBU, HBCUs, you know, were super relevant, super big. And I feel like uh, he's seen some people do it, and he's seen a lot of success. When he went down there on his visit, he loved it. Uh, got to meet some people. His coaches were awesome. His head coach is Eddie George. Yeah. How freaking cool is that? Yeah. Man, I don't think you can beat that, man. I don't think you can beat that. Great. The dude is a legend. Isn't he a Hall of Fame running back? I think he's Hall of Fame. If not, he should he's, be. He's soon to be, right? He should be. Um, I'm actually going to look that up while, while, while you're talking about that. Yeah, man. So, nah, I'm proud of that kid. He, uh, He's everything, you know, he's everything that he that he thinks he is, and he's super confident, super, and I'm just proud of where he's come from, man, because I know um, he struggled with, with some things, and he struggled uh, academically. I'm proud of the fact that, now he's at that he was able to finish strong, got the JUCO. He's able to. He said that he was going to do something, and he did it. You know, he uh, he told me, you know, about eight or nine months ago, this is what he was going to do. Uh, he told me, and people, you know, some people in the family maybe didn't think it was the best decision. Some friends maybe didn't think it was the best decision to go JUCO because you know, as we know, JUCO can be a trap at times. You know, guys go there and get stuck for years, and then just kind of hang it up. And so the fact that he said, "Hey, I'm going to be out of here in six months after season," and did that, that really made me happy. And so sticking to his goals. Yeah, yeah, man. And and I'm just I'm just proud of him. Proud to call that dude my brother and I'm, you know, proud that he's going somewhere that he really wants to go. As you know, he had a couple other offers rolling late, um, some D ones, and so I'm just proud that he chose what he wanted, you know, and he's and he's sticking with it and I know he's gonna do great things wherever he's at. So Eddie George is not a Hall of Famer. He's in the college football hall of fame. Okay. He's not in the NFL Hall of Fame. But if I end up reading all of these accolades off to you where he was the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year in 96, first-team All-Pro all in 2000, second-team All-Pro in 99, four-time Pro Bowler. His number is in the rafters for the uh, Titans, and he's in the Ring of Honor. Would you say that that's a Hall of Fame resume? I think so. I think he'll be voted soon. Where he also had 10,000 yards, 68 touchdowns, and 10 more through the air, and, and uh, over 2,000 yards through the air. Um, you would think. Yeah. He's also won the Heisman Trophy. I didn't even know you that. You didn't know that he won the Heisman Trophy? No. In 95, he also won the Walter Camp, the Maxwell, the Doak Walker, was also the Big Ten MVP, um, and also the uh, Offensive Player of the Year, unanimous All-American. Is there anything he didn't win? That was all in 95. That's ridiculous. We're not going to read all those now. That's going to take three I hours. I'm already done reading. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you know where, where Eddie George played college ball? The Ohio State University. I knew that. His number twenty-seven is re- retired with with the Buckeyes, but yeah, he uh, your your brother's playing for a uh, Heisman Trophy winner. Man, that dude was huge. I saw the picture that he was in with my little brother. Man, I was like, 
That had this to, dude that had to pump to, you up, man. This dude, yeah, I was so hyped. I saw my brother flexing and stuff. I saw him in his DB stands. I wanted to go up there and route him up, man, run some routes <laughs> on him. But uh, I'm just so proud of that dude because uh, you'll never understand, man, like what it what it feels like. Um, it's for anybody, like, but what it feels like to to feel like, dang, it's slipping away, or you know, I don't know what my goals are. I don't know what I could do um, because I'm in this crappy situation, and then you pull yourself out of it. That's why I got emotional when I was hugging Tavion. I'm like, I understand, I can, I can feel it, you know. And same with my brother, you know, he went through some tough things. Went through a period of, like, not knowing, like, dang, is this really for me? Because it just seems like everything is against me. COVID happens. It shuts everything down. Now I can't even take a visit. Now I can't go D1. Now I can't even pursue my dreams. And I got to wait, you know, to play football. They're saying we may not even have a season. And so it's just, like, it's crazy to see, you know, where he's come from and where he is right now and see that now he's going off. And I can't wait to go out there on some visits with him. Well, and, and you know, see, the thing is, too, is Clark could have also – or not, not Clark. Bryce could have also thought – thought to himself man Clark's getting all of these offers like he he's had this this, this great career everybody in, in the entire country wants him and and all of this is happening to me why me all yeah. that stuff but rather than doing that and sitting around moping he kept working and fighting and finding every avenue to be able to play yeah man and that's that's why he's to he's to be commended man because like I can't even say what I would have done in that situation I could say that I know I'm a warrior like he is, and I worked my butt off to try to get where where I want to get. But um, he had some obstacles thrown at him, man, and he had some stuff and some decisions to make promptly. Um, some things that you never expect to happen in the world happened. COVID nineteen. Someone, some somebody said it would be a month uh, virus, like a flu or something. Yeah, we all thought that as soon as it <clears> came out. And it what? It's been two, three years. It's yeah. crazy. And so, yeah, man, he's to be commended, and I'm proud of that kid. All right, we're going to go ahead and and, uh, take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about an event that uh, Clark is doing along with TJ Pledger and Bam Adele Oleseni that is giving back to the community. Um, I also want to ask Clark about some of his life goals, not really goals on the field or in his playing career, but eventually you're not going to be Tom Brady where there's going to be life after football. We'll we'll, uh, talk to Clark about that coming up here. On the other side, you're listening to Faith Family Football. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back into Faith, Family, and Football. You guys can follow Clark on Twitter at ClarkPhillips21, and on Instagram, at ClarkPhillips3. Keep that in mind, because of what, of what we're about to tell you, those uh, social handles are going to be crucial for what is coming up this week. Um, you and TJ Pledger and Bamadel Olaseni uh, are, are teaming up off the field to give back to the community. You guys are holding a, a, a toy drive this week. Yeah, man. So, you know, we've always, I feel like for me, I've always wanted to do something to impact the community. Um, to impact kids, especially um, because we were all once in their shoes. We were all, you know, kids that looked up to, you know, whether it be collegiate athletes or even like high school athletes. I remember I was telling, uh, I said it on the the, the TV, uh, on TV the interview air, with that, uh, that aired on, off yeah. on KSL TV. Yeah, I, I said it then, but you know, I remember uh, going to Long Beach Poly football games, you know, and watching Juju Smith, watching, uh, you know, Adoria at Sarah. 
watching all those guys and then, you know, being anxious to to see them after the game, you know, when the game ended, to try to get an autograph, to try to talk to them, try to get a picture and all those different things, maybe even a glove. And so, you know, that's why it's always so big to me to give back. That's why when I can, after games, I try to throw a glove out there, try to, hey, they're like, hey, Clark, throw me your gloves. Can I have your – and I'm like, I'm just so quick to give everything. And then I get screamed at, you know, by equipment. <laughs> but it's okay because I know, you know, yeah, what those kids are yeah, really okay want, with it. You know, and so – uh, I feel like we've always wanted to get back, and I feel like this is the perfect opportunity. You know, when I talked to Kate and I talked to a couple of different people, um, they just kind of told me, man, they were like, they just kind of told me that, uh, you know, this was uh, something that uh, you could do to give back. You know, it's perfect timing, right? Christmas coming up, uh, we can give back in a, in a very nice way. All kids love toys. Yeah. And so this is the perfect opportunity to kind of give back and to kind of show our love and our appreciation for them. So... I'm, I'm going to give you guys all of the details here in just a minute, but I do want to say that I know I know people are out there saying, oh, you know, money's kind of tight and all that. Take it from a sports writer, okay? Sports writer, podcaster, and all that. You do, you're not in this for, you know, the money. You're in this for the passion, yeah. covering things like the highlight of my week now is doing the show with Clark. And, you know, that. and to do everything to kind of, you know, support him and, and you know, th- things he does. And it it's it's really turned into kind of this, you know, family thing. It, it's, it's faith family football and Clark's family to me now. And, you know, so what I did, I ended up having Parker and my, my wife, Jamie, we went over to target on Saturday and we were uh, just, just looking at toys and on clearance, they had a ton of toys that are awesome. Yeah. We were able to get six toys. And you know what awesome is for a kid because you've got yeah. Parker. Yeah. Parker knows the best Parker, toys now. Parker's a spoiler brat, too, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and he isn't going to listen to this, so it's, I, I could say that. No, I, I love him. But, um, you know, we're able to get six toys, and, you know, we end up getting three three for girls, three three for boys, and we didn't break the bank. And it also makes you feel really good. Like, I, I was talking to my wife. She said, it feels really good just to give back. Yeah, because I once once Kate who who is is on your team, um, she uh, came to me and said, "Hey, we're trying to promote this this toy drive." I, I brought it up to Jamie. I said, "Hey, I want to get involved with this." She's like, "Absolutely, let's do it." And so, you I know, it, we're we're, we're going to be showing up for for this event when when you guys hold it. Um, now, you guys are teaming up with the uh, Boys and Girls Club, and as of right now. We're taping this on Sunday. Yeah. Things could change because you guys are, are trying to get get ready for a, a pretty big game, I've heard. That's the truth. Um, so you guys don't know your guys' schedules just yet, but Saturday the 18th, you, TJ Pledger, and Bam are teaming up with the Boys and Girls Club of Salt Lake City, and you guys can drop off toys. They have to be new and not gift-wrapped because it kind of gives the you know kids the uh, opportunity to pick what they want. Yeah. And then let's see. Uh, so, on the actual day of the event, you guys can take it to the 366 West, 500 South in Salt Lake City, and that is the East Door. And then there's a, a bunch of other locations you guys can take them to before the event on on, on the 18th. Um, you guys can drop them off at 1 800 Got Junk, US Cryotherapy, Hot Works in Sugar House, and the Joint. Which is that your yoga place? Yeah. Yeah. So Hot Works uh, is a place that I go. It's a hot yoga uh, studio. I haven't been a couple, probably in about a week now, but I go there often, and it's really changed my body, man, and really helped me get more flexible. It's really impacted my game a tremendous amount. Same with U.S. Cryo. Uh, my guy Tom, he's up there. can shout him out, but he's really kept my body strong throughout the season, um, and he can just he can, he continues to keep really the team's body right. So when I was in radio, we actually partnered with this uh, cryotherapy like place. Yeah, it, it wasn't this one. I can't remember the name to be honest, so it's not like I'm trying to hide it or anything. And we ended up doing a, a live live show out there, and, and back then I was you know setting up all the remotes and stuff, and they had me hop in one of those things. It was weird. Yeah, like I, it, I like, do that about like, two like, or three times a week. Like, like you weren't in there like freezing, but it's just a weird feeling yeah. when, when you do like the very first time. I'm sure it's it's just second nature to you now, but I think it's kind of cool. Man, that first time I'll tell you, I think it was probably my sophomore, no, freshman or sophomore year of high school. My dad took me to a spot uh, in the OC in Orange County in California, and uh, it, it felt so cold to me. I was like, this is crazy, especially being from California. I mean, you're out here in Utah. You see snow a lot. So yeah. I had never, I was like, this is I'm cold. Used to it, yeah. I'm freezing. This is, this is <laughs> not it. I, I can't do this. And so I would have never thought that, you know, on my own, I'd be coming up to a U.S. cryotherapy spot 
you know, getting crowd therapy at least two to three times a week. Um, so for those for those drop off places le- leading up to Saturday, um, we we will have the uh, addresses linked in there and all of the information for you available at kslsports.com. That that will be posted up and then also uh, there's there's some interviews Clark did with uh, Hans and Scotty G on twelve eighty and ninety seven five and the uh, Zone Sports Network, um, and he also did an interview with KSL TV um, to kind of talk about the event. So we're we're, we're still nailing down your guys' schedule. But we do have the the drop off spots out there now for you guys to hit up at least here in in Utah. And again, it's one it, it's at the one eight hundred Got Junk Office, US Cryotherapy, Hot Works in in Sugar House, and the Joint. So you guys can hit hit those up, drop off, uh, and and again, it, it's not age any age you know. That's right. Uh, it, it's for all ages. Everybody. Brand new toys, not gift wrapped, and then. Say say you guys are are not able to make it to to one of those places leading up to the event Saturday the the eighteenth follow Clark Phillips on Twitter at Clark Phillips twenty one follow T J Pledger follow Bamadel Olaseni follow KSL Sports and follow at Trevor A Sports we will we will get the information out to all of you to make this a great event to give back to the community and help support Clark T J and Bam for what they are for what they are trying to do and we're we're gonna try and get get the time so you guys can come out and actually meet them. Take pictures, hang out for That's a right. minute, talk to them about faith, family, and football. That's right. <laughs> you know, Let's talk about like it. that. So again, uh, head over to kslsports.com for all of the latest details with that. Um, all right, w- one more thing, and then we'll, we'll end up taking a break. We're going to skip the waylist and the uh, wows of the weekend and, until next week. Um, you ended up telling me last week that you and uh, Coach Shaw, he's always telling you guys you're going to eventually be a former football player, Everyone. whether that's 10 years from now, two years from now. There's going to be life after football. No matter what happens in that, you've got to be ready for what's next after you're done playing football. What are your life goals for when your football, your playing football career is done? Man, great question. So now, nah, man, and that was one of the reasons why, why I came to Utah because of my my uh, coach, Coach Shaw. He's he's so similar to my dad, you know, and the fact that he he's like a pops, uh, he's a father figure. He can be a friend at times, and he can he can also be coach. And so his ability to make it super important for to make academics important, to make our life uh, goals important, because it's not just a ball ball. He reminds us every single day, everyone's going to be a former football player, no matter how good you are. You can be a Hall of Famer. You can be first team all conference, first team all everything. And at some point, it's going to be over. And so um, I've, I've I think about it every day, you know. And I feel like um, that's where he and my dad are so similar. You know, I bring up my dad also because he's in the business world, um, super competitive industry. Um, he's also he's in healthcare, and so he's a management executive. He's recruit. He's a recruiting executive as well, and so he's been in that healthcare industry for a long, long time. And I feel like uh, it's really encouraged me um, to learn more about the business uh, world of things. Just uh, s- submitted my application to the school of business. Going to be finding out soon if I if I got accepted or not. Expecting to get Prayers accepted. Prayers out to Clark for that. That's by right. the way, that's right. And so um, I think um, when I'm done playing, I'll be somewhere in business. Whether it be management, whether it be recruiting, somewhere in business, though. Do you want to get into broadcasting? Yeah, I've I've also mentioned that to my dad. My dad thinks I, you know, I fit that really well. You do. I appreciate even that. now. I appreciate that. So I don't know, man. And you know, everything subject to change. You know, anything can happen. I feel like, um, yeah, man. I, I know God's got a plan. You know what I would love to do, and I'm I'm just spitting this out here. I, I you and I didn't talk about this off the air. I want to kind of I want to try and uh, make this happen in August. So kslsports.com, we uh, stream all of the high school football games around the state. Well, not all of them, like almost all of them. And there there are times, especially in August, when you guys are are, are still in camp, um, they don't have enough play by play announcers. Mm. And sometimes I get called in to do play by play. What if we did that together? I need an analyst. <laughs> Man, I knew where you're going with this. I'd ha- I want to join that. That'd be so cool. Okay, I'm going to talk to Nate about it. Obviously, we're going to have to clear some hurdles. Yeah, but we have till August to do it. But is is, is that something you'd want to do? I would love to. I, think I would that'd love be great to have Clark call a game with me. That would be great practice, man. That'd and be great and practice. all and see for me, I would just have to do all of the uh, all of the like names and stuff. You just have to tell me what happened out on the field. 
I, I'm just hearing myself say, the 40, the 30, the 20. <laughs> And he's in for the touchdown. Pick six. <laughs> pick six. It's a pick six. Yeah. Now I could just see People myself. Clark Phillips. <laughs> I could I could hear myself and and you and you also you know just out there having a good time with it. But now I could definitely that's something that me and my dad have also talked about. Um, I feel like I've been groomed under that uh, under that way just to be able to talk and just to be able to communicate. And I think um, I think I, I would be able to fit that fit that role nicely. And I just of course need to practice because. You know, I've learned from playing DB everything, you know, in life really just take reps, you know. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll end up working on that. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring it up to Nate because we can only do it in August because Friday nights during the season, you guys are busy. That's the truth. So, but, but in August, you guys are only in camp. And so, you know, and you guys are going to be getting ready for, room. you guys are going to be getting ready for a big one too, playing in, playing in Florida, the swamp. It's going to be so much fun. They got a new coach too. Yeah, Billy Napier. Um, it's kind. It's kind of unfortunate because the last coach was a former Utah assistant. Yeah, Dan Mullen. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. So he was here with with Urban Meyer. Wow. He was the uh, quarterbacks coach for Alex Smith. So Dang. Dan Mullen's coached some good quarterbacks. That's crazy. And then he he was obviously with uh, Urban in Florida with Tim Tebow and and all that. So pretty That's good. Crazy. Um. Anyway. Final thing, and then we'll end up taking a break and come back and do and, and do our picks. Uh, TJ Pledger and Britton Covey are heading Man. off to the NFL, but but I want to make it known to everybody they're playing in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But uh, thoughts about them uh, <sighs> moving on from Utah after the Rose Bowl? Two great teammates, two great leaders. Um, I feel like I, I could talk for, about these dudes for, for a long, long time, but I'll just keep it short. Uh, TJ, man, he's a great guy. He's a uh, he came in here with a goal in mind. Uh, he accomplished uh, a lot of a lot of that. I don't know what all of his goals were, but I know he accomplished a lot. He had a great season, and uh, he felt like it was time. And shoot, I'm backing him. I'm right there with him. Same with Britton. You know, I remember asking Britt, uh early in the season. I said, "Man, I said, how how much longer are we gonna have you for, man?" I said, uh, "Are you are you planning on leaving after this year?" And he's like, "Brother, I don't know, man." He's like, "He's like, if I can stay healthy, if I don't get injured, you know." He kind of told me, "He's like, if I don't get injured, man, I plan on." Uh, you know, finishing out. That means that if he doesn't get injured, he's planning on having a great season, which he did. Yeah, he did. And then he can leave. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm just proud of both of them because uh, you know how much it takes to to to, to even be able to to, to to declare for the draft. And so, I'm I just, actually don't know what it what it, what it, what it takes, but <laughs> yeah, well, you've seen I'll, a fair share of guys, man. I'll that, end up taking your your word for it because <laughs> you're you're going through through that process right now. Yeah, so you know, just seeing how many guys uh, do and don't and uh, and take that risk. Um, I'm just proud of those guys because obviously they've got great guidance and they and they both had great seasons and they both had great college careers and uh, just proud to to see you know my brothers uh, ready to go to the next level and I just I can't wait I told uh, TJ I was like man I just want like a couple bucks for my gas tank you know when you get signed <laughs> and uh, he was like I got you little man well you know that you do have a job technically <laughs> that's right the now. truth that's you're, the truth you're doing it right now but a couple NFL bucks you don't know, want help a couple you know I guess I guess maybe 20 30 dollars from a gas tank I he's guess, a big brother I, you know I guess money means a little bit more when it comes from an NFL team <laughs> maybe maybe whoever he gets maybe, to maybe it's actually worth more coming from an I don't NFL know team. maybe man <laughs> but now nah, I love those dudes man and I'm proud of them um I feel like those guys are paving the way for the rest of us young guys um I feel like I can still call myself a young guy. I'm you still, are a young guy, yeah. I'm still uh, a freshman this year. It feels so wrong saying Not that. Not much longer, though. If it feels so wrong saying that, but I'm going to keep on saying it while I'm still a freshman. Still a true freshman, you know. Um, I'll just add, add add a couple of things to both TJ and Britton. I mean, obviously, TJ, I've only covered him for a year. Um, gotten to know him just from talking to him at you know some of the media availability. He's really a really good head on, on his shoulders. He's he's one of those guys who um, is really betting on himself, yeah. Because if, if you're to look at some of the mock drafts, he's not there, which is okay. Yeah. Um, and even if he doesn't get drafted, there how many how many guys in the league have gone on to have great careers as an undrafted free agent? Like, you know, the Tyler first name, Huntley right there. Yeah. The first name I think of is Tyler Huntley, and then I also think of Javelin Gidry because yeah. he's in the secondary. You know, from what I hear, his next contract is going to be fat. Mm-hmm. So I'm proud of that guy. You know. So. Just because you don't you don't get drafted doesn't mean it, it was a, a a terrible decision. So TJ is going to land on if he doesn't get drafted, you know there's there's still things for him to do. He's hoping to get a, a invite to the Senior Bowl. I'm guessing, just like every guy who's going into the NFL wants to get an invite to that Senior Bowl. Devin Lloyd already got one, um, but also for him to just you know really bet 
on on him and and really put putting putting trust in in his work and what he's done. Um, I really wish him nothing but the best. And you know, it w- it wasn't easy for him this year. He had to compete with with three other backs, and finally paved his way to be number two behind Tavion. And 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 there were some games where if it wasn't for his numbers, you guys wouldn't be where you guys are at, which is going to the Rose Bowl. Like you know, especially in, in in that Washington State game. It's the truth. He showed you up. and him were the most critical pieces of that win. Man, I appreciate that. And nah, that dude definitely showed his value and he showed his worth. And that's why I'm with him when he says, "Hey, bro, I'm betting on myself. I'm, I'm gonna take the chance." And so. Uh, that dude definitely made some crucial moments and some crucial plays when we needed him. He showed up and he showed out man, in, in some of the biggest moments this year. And I feel like if it wasn't for all the backs, you know, we wouldn't be where we are because we have a great running back woman. I think we take it for granted sometimes because all of them have been productive at different uh, spots in the year. And also the U fans are used to one back. Are used to one back. That's the truth. <laughs> you think of Zach Moss. You think of guys that had Devontae their, Booker, yeah, John they, White. They, yeah, it was their time at their time. But we've never really, I feel like, in recent history, had a time where it's been three guys that I feel like at any game they could all, you know, make it happen. Ty last year, even. Yeah, even Ty, you know, rest in peace to my brother. But, uh, you know, I feel like at any game, and that's what I was saying about game three or game four, I'm like, really, the coaches can't be wrong. They can choose any back at any moment and say, hey, this is going to be your game. That is actually the the, (laughs) – so Kyle McDonald has the hardest decision because he's the one who's putting in the running backs, and you got to go with the hot hand. Yeah. And, you know, you have four – really capable backs. Yeah. And, but then you also have have that confidence, okay, I put him in, we're good. Yeah, that's right? the truth, especially when you recruit the way that you do. I think it comes down to, yeah, how they recruited. They did a great job. They really hit it hard, and, you know, it really showed up this year because uh, all of those guys were productive. And then final thing on, on a Brit, Brit and Covey, and then we'll, we'll take a break. I, you know, obviously I've covered him a lot longer. Um, one of the greatest human beings – I've covered in in my career of, of, of covering the Utes, and, and and this goes back to over a decade. Um, you know, Britain, we all thought would never leave, and that he would he he would be finding some way to have any kind of college eligibility. But um, I'm really happy for him. He he's really done so much for this program as a guy who came out of, came out of Timview High School as a quarterback, ended up making the move over to wide receiver as this tiny little guy. Um. He really made a, a, a splash. I actually remember back in, in 2015, fall camp, Britain's first year, we were always asking Wit, who were some of the standouts? Who were some of the standouts? You know, who, who, who are guys? I mean, we do this every year, but he kept saying Britain Cubby. Wow. He's like, guys, I'm telling you, Britain Cubby. I'm like, he's just a little small guy. He ain't going to do anything. First game, we're like, this, this guy's special. And That's just great. to see the way he, he's carried himself, the way he leads – um, couldn't be happier for a guy like that. Yeah, where was I at in 2015? Hmm. Were you at? Uh, no, you weren't in elementary. That was only six. <laughs> I'm always teasing. Uh, six years ago. I'm always teasing Britain. I'm like, damn, bro, you're like an uncle. Or you grandpa. were in. You were in middle school. I had to be because eighth grade or ninth grade. Six years ago, you're you're just finishing up your uh, second year of college. Yeah, I think you're. You, you either just started high school or just finishing up middle school. Freshman year at St. John Bosco. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I always be teasing Britain. Like, so when is your 40th birthday coming up? <laughs> you know, I always tease that guy. But nah, nonetheless, man, I'm so proud of those guys. And uh, like I said, they're paving the way for us, and they're making it um, a clear picture for the guys that are going to be, you know, kind of walking in their footsteps afterwards. All right, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, take a break. When we come back, we're going to do our, our picks and get out of here here on Faith Family Football. Final segment here of Faith Family and Football with Clark Phillips III. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. 
Um, all right. So we've actually got got some picks coming in. Updated standings for NFL picks. You are still in the lead at 28 and 22. I'm 24 and 16. We still don't have last week's results done because we picked it last. We picked this week last week. So um, we're now going to pick for for week number fifteen. We're going to go NFL first because college football is going to be a little fun. We're going to I'm, I'm going to give you a ton of chances to get back into this thing. Um, all right. So the first game Thursday night football: Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. I got to go to Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Who do I hate more, the Chiefs or the Chargers? I hate the Chiefs more, so I'm going with the Chargers. Well, it's going to be your first loss of the day. All right. The Las Vegas Raiders at mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns Saturday night football. Got to go with the Raiders. Raiders. Go with the Browns. All right. I'm going to pick first on this one. New England Patriots at Indianapolis Colts on Saturday. Um, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. I'll go with the Colts. Okay. You know if uh, Julian Blackman is still out? Yeah, he's, he's out, out for the season. Yeah, yeah, he's out for the year. Torres Achilles. Yeah, I remember that, but I just forgot if it was out for the season or not. Damn, I'm so sad for Achilles is always out for the year. That's like a 10-month like thing. Um, Cincinnati Bengals at Denver Broncos. Um, Pick wisely, man. I had to go with the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know about. what team you're going with. Uh, Green Bay Packers at Baltimore Ravens. This is a good one. Um, Are you texting? No, nah, I was just sending a uh, text message. Yeah, you're, you're texting. <laughs> okay. Uh, I see where ooh. I fall on this. You want to go, go first? No? I got to go with the Ravens. You want know the Ravens? I'm going with the Packers. That's going to hurt you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers? No, it won't. Okay, so now that we have the uh, NFL picks done, we're going to pick all the bowl games except for the Rose Bowl. So I'm giving you 43 chances to get back into this thing because right now you are 24 and 31. I am 27 and 28. There's 43 bowl games. We're not going to do them all at once. Got it. We're going to do all the bowl games that are this week. Okay. And then next week we'll do all of those bowl games. Okay. And then we're going to have to talk about what like what we're going to do during the holidays as far as taping shows because – if not, we might have a full like twenty minute segment of just picking games, picking college bowl. Let's games. get it. So for this week, and I I also put like the uh, sponsors in there too, just so we can have a little fun with it. Yeah. Some of them don't have sponsors. It's just straight up what it is. The first one, the Bahamas Bowl, it'll be played on Friday. Who's in that one? Middle Tennessee or Toledo? Ooh, I like Toledo. You like Toledo? Yeah, Toledo's the name, guys. Okay, I'm going with Middle Tennessee. That's gonna hurt you again. He and I have no idea who, how, how like good these uh, teams are. Like at least some of these lower ones. Um, all right, this one's the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl what between Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina. Ooh, Coastal Carolina is a, a yeah. sneaky good team. Yeah, Northern Illinois I'm, just won the MAC. Yeah, I think I gotta go with Coastal Carolina. They still got my heart after they beat that one team, the team down south. Yeah, last year. Yeah. Okay. By the way, great performance in Madden the other day. Thank you. Thank you. Thing, man. We uh we have finally had had to beat the giant fat dude. <laughs> and again, it we're not, we're not talking about the actual like person, like yeah. the the guy's character on Madden. Yeah, so playing in the yard. So basically, yeah, what is it? The yard in Madden where it's five players against each other? Yep. Five players against each other. Me and Trevor, we often play. We haven't played in a while. That was our first time in a while. We still had a little bit of chemistry. Um, but they basically each each team has one or two or three players, and you can play with your friends mm-hmm. while they're on your team. Yeah. And you basically play with your created player. And so we ended up going against this guy because it was so late. Uh, it was probably only a couple of guys online, so plus, we're playing against this guy. Plus we're we're only playing on Madden twenty one. Yeah, and we're playing on Madden twenty one, and so we're playing against this guy that had this you know way outlandish weird name that we recognized. So we played against him the first time, and he he, he smoked us. 
Second time, I think he beat us but again. But he's also ginormous. And his guy and he's is a, fast as hell. <laughs> his guy, what was this guy, like 6'6", six, six, about 400 pounds. At least. But, like, his body composition was ridiculous because he just hit, he had all, more stomach than legs. Like, it was just, it was bad. And so, he was but also this guy, burning you. But he was just running right by my guy, and it made no sense. Of course, he's, he's it's Madden. It's Madden for a reason. He's he was running in his mom's basement. Yeah, and he, like, he takes the game too serious. And so it was fun going back and forth with this guy. What did we beat him once? Yeah, like, we should have hung it up. We should have hung it up after that yeah, win, we but should've. we thought we could get him again, and my man's came back and finished us off. We played but, him like four times. Yeah, we did. Every single time, but that was fun, though. That no, was it was fun. fun. We'll end up having to do that again, especially now that we're in going into the offseason. Heck yeah. All right. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl between Western Kentucky and Appalachian State. How'd you pronounce that? The RoofClaim Boca Raton Bowl. What is that? It's in Boca Raton, Florida. Wow. I never heard of that. Is that a city? I think so. Got it. Uh, BYU played in, in it last year. I didn't know that. Played so who are the Central teams who's playing in this? Western Kentucky and Appalachian State. Oh, Appalachian State. One of my friends had that offer in high school. I'm going with Western Kentucky, especially because of that one coach video that you just showed. <laughs> Davis and mm-hmm. Davis and what? Peters. Man, Davis is not going to want to play Davis for that guy. Is not going to like that guy. If you guys don't know, just go to Twitter. Um... The Cricket Celebration Bowl between South Carolina State and Jackson State. These are just like you Jackson just throw it State. Up. Jackson, Jackson State. State, easy. I think that's Deion Sanders' school. Is it? Yeah, it might be. I know. I know. I know. It has Jackson in it? You might be right. I'm going with South Carolina State just to make things interesting. Um. All right. The. PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl between UTEP and Fresno State. Fresno State. Got to go with the hometown? Yeah, got to. I'm going with Fresno, too. I don't think the UTEP's that great. Yeah, Fresno's a good one. All right, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl between UAB and BYU. Ooh, BYU. Yeah, BYU's going to beat them pretty good. Yeah. Because BYU was hoping for a New Year's Six, and it yeah. didn't happen. And UAB, I think, finished third in their conference. Yeah. Um, the Lending Tree Bowl between Eastern Michigan and Liberty. Ooh, Liberty. Did you hear about Charlie Brewer? I did, and I was actually just going to bring it up now that I brought it up. Uh, yeah, Charlie Brewer, according to according to some reports, he's going to Liberty. Yeah, up there with uh, TJ. Uh, TJ Green. TJ Green, that's my guy. So you're going with, with Liberty? Yeah, i got to go with Liberty. I'm going with Eastern Michigan. You're going against the former Utes? What the heck? Hey, they, they left for a reason. <laughs> um, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl being played at SoFi Stadium between Utah State and Oregon State. Utah State won the Mountain West. State. Oregon State beat you guys. Hey, man. <laughs> what the heck? Why'd you have to come for I me? I traveled like that? all the way to Corvallis to see you guys lose to Oregon State. <laughs> I got to go with Utah State because I got to see someone beat. Someone that beat us. Okay. Uh, Aggies all the way. Jamie's an Aggie. That's right. I'm going with Utah State. Keep it in the Utah family, right? <laughs> all right. The last one for this. Uh, so these games are played either Friday or Saturday, the 17th or the 18th. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl between Louisiana and Marshall. Marshall. Yep. I'm going with the Raging Cajun. Ooh, that's where Alfonso Taylor is. You're picking all these schools that uh that these guys that left Utah. Ridge and Canyon. Yeah. So next week we will pick the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, oh, the no. Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, the Frisco Football Classic, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, and the Tax Act Camellia Bowl. Yeah. I was just waiting to hear the Old Spice Bowl, all those weird names. <laughs> no, there's some other ones that are like Surf Pro, for, for First Responder. Oh, this one's going to be awesome in, in two weeks. The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. That's hilarious, man. The cheez Bowl. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, mayonnaise, man. You're playing for a mayonnaise. By the way, a couple years ago in that bowl game, it was actually one, uh, I, I, I think that the Wisconsin Badgers were playing in it. And after they won, the guy... One one of the players dropped the trophy and it broke. Like, oh, shattered. I think I saw that one. Yeah, that was funny. They, they were like the dancing trophy. in the locker room, right? Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, everyone just stops. They're just like, "This can't be real." We're also going to do the uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Yeah. Um, we'll do the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. 
We'll do the uh, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Um, all of that coming up. But uh, for now, those are our, our picks for this week's bowl games. Next week, we will pick more bowl games as we get closer to the Rose Bowl. We will not pick the Rose Bowl because you guys know who Clark and I will will pick. So there's no That's point the in that. Um, all right, final thoughts before we get out of here, Clark? Man, as we inch closer uh, to the Rose Bowl game, man, I'm excited. Um, so proud of all the guys that received awards. Uh, as we, you know, kind of ride that sugar high of championship, you know, uh, week, uh, we're still kind of feeling really, really good, and I can't wait to get back into fully into the groove of things. We had our first practice, um, and we're gonna kind of get back to things. And I'm excited, man, to show the world what we can do. When do you guys put the whole championship? thing aside and start focusing on the Buckeyes? Well, we really started this past week, okay. you know, started to move on. I'm um, already watching Buckeye film, but that's definitely something, you know, when you make history like that, it's hard to really yeah. kind of put it aside. But now we definitely are starting to focus on Ohio State. Which is also good for you guys, too, because playing in that in that New Year's Bowl, you guys don't play till January 1st. It's true. So you guys have some time to be able to celebrate. Yeah, no, nah, most definitely. And we spent a lot of our time celebrating these last weeks, you know, just kind of congratulating guys, uh, going out to dinner and stuff, going out to eat. And, you know, the coaches kind of do a great job of making guys feel appreciated, even the guys that didn't receive awards, because it takes a full team. You know, it takes, yeah. a, it takes, a, it takes a village, as they say, to, to do something that we just – like we just did. So, now I'm grateful, man. Good luck on your, on your finals this week. I appreciate you. All right. That'll do it for this edition of Faith Family Football. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, follow Clark on Twitter, at ClarkPhillips21, and – uh, on IG at Clark Phillips the third for more information on that toy drive. You guys can also head over to kslsports.com for information on how you guys can help Clark, TJ Pledger, and Bam Olaseni give back to the community. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been Faith Family Football.